Welcome to Local SEO Today. On this podcast, John Vong interviews business professionals and entrepreneurs in many fields to uncover challenges and successes in business ownership. Our goal is to provide you with insights into the entrepreneurship journey and give you tips and advice from real experience. Brought to you by Local SEO Search based in Toronto, Canada. Joining me today is Jason Thiebaud, the owner of Massive, Massive Content. Massive Content is a data-driven content marketing and paid amplification agency. He works to help his clients build quality content and promote it. Thanks for being on the show, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to learn a little bit more about like your journey, how you got into you know, what you are doing currently. And I know you're a fellow Canadian as well. So um, can you just share with the listeners on a little bit about yourself, um, you know, maybe a little bit backstory as to how you got started, not just your own agency, but even prior to that? Yeah. Uh, Back in the uh, the 2000s, from like uh, 2003 onwards, I was uh, toiling away in quiet desperation in a uh, corporate and hotel audiovisual company. I was working in the office. So I had a lot of time on my hands and a lot of alone time as everyone was out doing service calls. So while I was there, I would... uh, learn things. I would, you know, while, while I was on the job, but yeah, I would, I would, uh, you know, take tutorials, read up on articles. And then uh, I was also developing a side hustle of all things, a comic book publishing company. That was the original dream. You know, the, 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 the I, I uh, unfortunately tried to make my passion, my career, like I was trying to make it work. And uh, we finally got that off the ground around 2005 as a web entity. And then finally we were publishing and printing books by 2008 and 2009. While I was doing all this, I had to figure out how to market this uh, concern versus, you know, all, you know, the 150 other companies out there and why should anyone pay attention to us? And uh, back in the 2000s, in the mid 2000s, uh, MySpace was the only game in town. Um, so enter uh, social media marketing. So we quickly, over a three-year period, became MySpace marketing experts. We were um, using friend ad, like every gray hat with the way you can think of to, to boost your profile, friend adders, uh, boosting signals and bulletins. Uh, you know, so we had built up something like 80,000 friends on our company page we were posting blogs on the company page instead of our own site. So we made the mistake of building an entire entity on a social platform, which then as we all know, collapsed because Facebook, you know, ate it for breakfast in uh, 2007. So the whole thing fizzled out in 2010. And then I discovered that I actually liked the marketing of the business better than working on the business. I had way more fun just building marketing campaigns creating videos, creating articles, even hitting the ground, like, you know, you know, person to person. Um, so I continued toiling away in quiet desperation in my AV job, which, you know, paid enough. It, you know, it was, it was fine. They, they treated me well and uh, did some side hustle, like just some side gigs here and there, you know, helping people out with their marketing plans. And then finally in 2015, I took the leap and uh, left my job, you know, just, right off the cliff. I had some savings. I had, you know, had a few months uh, in the bank, uh, but no plan, no real. Uh, I just knew I could help people. I knew somehow I would find people to help. So I started in the local SEO space because I love just going for coffee and talking to business owners. I can do that every day of the week. Just go for lunch and figure out, you know, where, where, where are you at and where do you want to be? That's awesome. So did you go to school for, I guess, AV production? Like what, what was your background before your real career starting? Oh, no, I, I had the very um, unexciting job of working in the office. I was like corporate admin, like all the comings and going, the scheduling, the oper- uh, partially the operations. I worked under the operations manager, uh, the invoicing. That is how I learned how to deal with people like Calm, calm their nerves, deal with people under high stress situations. So I learned customer service because mm-hmm. I worked the phones every day, like just all day in with hotel staff, with event planners. And those people are more under, under way more stress than any marketing gig you could ever think of. Or if you're in a marketing gig like that, you should 
walk away from it. So, um, but yeah, so I was the front lines as far as the phone and, you know, or if you came into the office, I was the guy, but as far as setting up your audio visual equipment, no, I was bottom of the rung for that. So didn't, yeah. Wow. So growing up, I know you're, you're also a fellow Canadian, so you grew up out, out East. Yes. What brought you closer to central as well as out West? Uh, well, I grew up with my mother out in, uh, in Halifax and it was a, you know, an amazing place to grow up, but it was also, you know, as soon as you hit 18, 19, it's What's time to it, leave yeah. and go to a bigger city. <laughs> so I had relatives here in Montreal as a bridge. So I moved in with them and because rent was insanely cheap back in the nineties, um, you know, you could get an apartment for 400 bucks. So you quickly just found your way and became an adult. Uh, and you know, the city was dying at the time, but it was like, you know, there was an explosion of culture. So Marketing wasn't really on my mind back then, but then when I moved out to the West Coast, you know, the big sunny West Coast, then things became possible because you're in a city that's just steel and glass, like, you know, a science fiction city of the future. Everyone's building things, you know, they're building Hootsuite and Unbounce and uh, all these other companies and, you know, tech investors and whatever. And you bypass where you're at, the, the center of the universe, the Silicon Valley of Canada, Toronto. So I didn't get a taste of that. But since then, I have worked with uh, Toronto companies. So, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And then um, regarding your, um, you know, stages of before starting your own career, like what brought you to kind of start your own company? Like um, right now, this massive content that you have. Yeah. Did you have any other entrepreneurial? I know you mentioned like that magazine yeah. side hustle. Did it become something? Did you sell it off? What came out of it? Pat? No, I just let it die. Just burnt, you know, burnt to the ground. We even had to pulp the books by the end because we had paid, we calculated we paid $3,500 over five years of just storing them in lockers. You know, it was like, it's like the band that has the crates of unused, of unsold CDs. Well, I had boxes and boxes of unsold books. So when I finally made my, my move to, to Montreal in 2017, we paid someone to come pick up 1100 pounds and take them down to the recycling. Um, what happened was social, like I had funds marketing on, but I didn't get Facebook. Like I didn't dive into the Facebook ads. You know, I could have, you know, if, you know, that would have been smart to get into that, you know, eight years ago or nine years ago. Instead, I found my way to SEO because I found like these uh, on the old site, the old, the old magazine uh, site, these long form pillar posts, these three to 7,000 word posts were getting traction. They were getting audience year after year. You only have to do ma- you know, minor modifications every year and update them for you know, 2010, 2012, 2014. And they would get thousands upon thousands of visits. So I thought, well, maybe I will pivot this into, and, and then this phrase content marketing started showing up. Before that, we used the phrase flagship content. I forget who coined that, but before the terms pillar posts and skyscraper posts, they were called flagship posts um, back in the day. And all it was is your 4,000 word post, like your, your end all be all guide to whatever. There's, they've always been around. Um, before they were created by individual bloggers who weren't in it for SEO, they just wanted to empty their brain into the internet, you know? Um, so SEO is what took over. What got, you know, I caught the bug. I still am not a technical SEO. I don't know JavaScript or Python or anything like that. But um, for a while, I thought I might, you know, go down that road. It just, it didn't, it, it didn't catch with me. I, I, I tried. Uh, I but yeah. So, and then local SEO was the bridge. Uh, help, help out your fellow, you know, help out your next door businessman. So. Gotcha. So how long ago did you start this agency and how did you get, your first client per se? Um, the agency, you know, the kernel of the idea came up in 2013 and I had, everything was called labs back then. So I actually had the domain content marketing labs. I thought okay. oh, there was SEO labs and social labs. So all I was doing was curating posts on there for a while, just putting up a post every day mm-hmm. or every three days of here's the latest content marketing news. It worked a bit. It caught a bit of notice, but then I, I abandoned it. My first client was 2015 after I'd quit my day job, uh, uh, Nick Eubanks had published this uh, master keyword research book, uh, this, this ebook. It was a, like a 70 or 80 page guide, step-by-step, a granular step-by-step on how to perform really effective keyword research with SEMrush, um, Excel, and Term Explorer. 
So I went through it a couple of times. I did it for free for a couple of friends that had little businesses in Vancouver. And then finally this guy posted uh, on a Facebook SEO form that he was looking for someone to perform some keyword research for some Long Island landscaping companies. So I just applied my, I, I answered the thing, did some quick little gigs. There were $300 gigs I did for them, but he, but he paid extremely fast and the money was appreciated back then. So. Nice. So that's how you got started, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. Nick, uh, Nick Eubanks, you know, the, one of the three leads of uh, Traffic Think Tank, he, uh, he gave a lot of us uh, a way to feed ourselves just with this little keyword research thing that he, he uh, invented, the way, uh, a different way of doing it. So I call him the godfather. That's amazing. Yeah, like, and this is why I found like a lot of the SEO people in this industry are here to help each other out, but also do good for business owners, right? Like we're all in it for the right reasons. And of course, there's always the other side to it, right? Um, people that aren't doing ethical things that are kind of, you know, yeah. fast tracking everything, hacking everything and whatnot. So I'm glad that things are going the right way for you. So in terms of like, how did you know like things are gonna be what it is today? Like, did you anticipate like amplification of content was something that was a needed, um, you know, marketing tool? Because as you know, everyone's always talking about content and king, keep producing great content, but they never talk about amplification and really like the promotion of it. Well, Joe Pollitt, who used to work with, I don't know if he still works at Relevance, so he's more on the, uh, the sponsored content uh, industry now. He's the first one to really push content promotion. He wrote 80-page manifestos on it, on earned and owned and paid media. Um, he was all about promoting the promoters. Like if, uh, if Vice or TechCrunch or something uh, links to your site, promote Vice or TechCrunch send traffic towards those pages and amplify the amplifiers. So I started paying attention to that. Uh, I got a gig for three months. I was working with uh, Benji and Devesh at uh, Grow and Convert as a content promoter. I mean, they were one of the, the few agencies that were, you know, on top of SEO, they were looking to boost traffic right away on Quora, Reddit, Hacker News, like all the, um, all the, uh, the communities. And, you know, back then you could post a link in a Facebook group and get, 50 people over. That's extremely hard to do today in 2020. But uh, a few years ago, it was possible. Or even a LinkedIn group. You could go to a really high traffic LinkedIn group and people, you know, it would work. Now, because all we're doing all day is just posting links at each other, it, it's, it's harder now. There's, there's more of an art to it. Um, I even asked around, I said, is there a market for a content promotion agency or a content? And a few people were, I mean, to some people, content promotion is just link building. And that's, that's, that's not where I, I live in the weird gray area between hitting publish and sending outreach. I'm the guy between all that. So you have to have a pretty significant budget and you have to be pretty invested in content uh, to, to, to warrant, you know, using me like, it, it, you know, I'm not, I'm not your, for your small guy. If I work with a small company, I'll just do end to end marketing strategy right from inception to execution to, uh, uh, to promotion and then analysis. Uh, but I've now worked with three different agent marketing agencies. I did it in reverse. Usually when you start a marketing career, one of the main ways to do it is you go work, you go, you go do your time in an SEO or a, a social agency. I didn't, I started off solo and ended up working beside agencies as a consultant or as like a freelancer after, like at the end of it. And I still am. And we'll get to that. We can get to that after. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. this whole journey is kind of unique because it sounds like you're just getting your foot wet and just yeah. doing something about it. And that's what I love about entrepreneurs, right? Because yeah. it's different. Everyone has their own story. Everyone is unique in their own sense. And traditionally people would want to work or do volunteer work or just get in to learn as much as they, they can. Right. And that's ultimately what you want to do. Like just get in somehow or read and just get in. But whatever that path is, um, you know, own it, right? Like learn from it, evolve, and then understand your niche. So how did you come to like really focus on like larger clients like SaaS or agencies to work as a consultant versus trying to help the local guys? Because I, I believe that's what you started with, right? Well, 
what I ha- what happened was for after I, I finished my little tenure with uh, with Grow and Convert because at the time their the content promotion activities were fizzling out the way we were doing it. Like the Facebook mm-hmm. groups were dying out, the LinkedIn groups were dying out. Um, and that's not across the board. Obviously there's extremely hot Facebook groups like ad, you know, ad rock stars and all the other, you know, some of them are extremely hot, but they're a different beast now than they were back then. Uh, so um, I took on a side hustle with a, I was working with the guys in Abacus for a while in, in Toronto. Uh, the fa- you know, the, 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 yeah. they were, the Facebook marketing agency, and they now do uh, TikTok and a few other things, and Instagram, obviously. But they were one of the few agencies where not only were they, you know, managing huge budgets, and they actually bought a studio, so they're actually building all your motion graphics, your video, like extremely high-end stuff they were doing, and they still, you know, they're still doing that quite well. But they've also branched out in a couple of other businesses too. I was doing their content marketing, so it was almost like the, the funnest gig you can imagine. I wasn't doing content marketing for their, for their clients. I was doing content marketing for them. And there's nothing more fun than marketing an agency because no one, no one in an agency ever has time to do it. Like if you're in a marketing agency, there's only, you know, there's only like a hundred or 200, you know, sites out there where you can think of where the agency is constantly updating their content because they're usually too busy working on, on their clients. clients. Yeah. Yeah. So I was building out their, you know, helping them build out their, their, uh, Instagram guides and Facebook pixel guides and whatever. And what was amazing, you know, I personally didn't have a lot of business doing that, but I had access to some of the best marketing minds in Toronto, like that know Facebook inside and out, you know, the gut. So I, you know, I was on their workspace group, just picking brains. And here I, you know, here I have guys that are just spending tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars on, uh, on stuff. Um, to, we put a pause on that last year. Um, at the same time, I was also doing marketing for an Austrian software company. This is the, the, the beginning half of 2019. In Austria, they don't market. There's no market. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing as content and <laughs> SEO and all that. So you have this site, you have this, this company and this site filled with like some of the greatest software testing minds out there. Like they, they, they speak at a level that humans don't understand. Producing these brilliant white papers, but no, and it's my friend, a Canadian friend who worked, they, she was like almost like an embedded journalist in the company building their white papers. She brought me on. During that time, I had, I was starting to figure out that the fastest way to do content promotion was Twitter ads in the tech space, in the B2B space. Nothing works better. Um, you bring in Facebook and Google display and all that afterwards, but if you want to get eyes on content quickly, Twitter ads, because there's no platform that allows you to build such a, a precise audience and in, you know, feed it into the, uh, into the dashboard before you've even spent one cent on, uh, on paid promotion. So you do that, you, you feed, you know, thousands of, you know, you you um, target their followers, their, their competitors, followers, hashtags, um, influencers, their followers, you just build these massive uh, tailored custom lists and then you input it in the Twitter dashboard so I'd done that a little bit with Abacus. So I was using Twitter to market a Facebook uh, ad company. I was using Twitter to market a software testing firm in, um, in Austria. And now I've been doing that ever since. That's amazing. So, so Twitter ads is, is, and now I'm working with a company, a, a marketing agency that lets me fly free with Twitter ads occasionally too. So. That's awesome, man. So what has your experience been like um, leaving corporate to now kind of do your own consulting, your own agency? Uh, it's fun. I mean, I, I was lucky that I had a pretty informal relationship with a lot of the people at the, um, in the, in the corporate world, you know, you, I mean, you could still, you know, you could speak uh, after you got to know someone over a five or six year period, you know, you, you develop bonds in the marketing world. It's even more fast and loose. Like everyone's kind of, you know, more fun people. Most of the people that landed in social and SEO and, and brand marketing, all that, they didn't start there. They're like, especially SEO people have like the wildest stories of how they ended up in SEO. They were scientists, librarians, veterinarians. I've even heard that ended up in SEO. So, um, so you meet all like, you know, you meet a whole cross section of fun people who, uh, like you've said in previous podcasts, everyone, it's like a small band, a tribe that just 
where else do people so openly share information or write 5,000 word blog posts at each other saying, I found this cool new thing. So exactly. um, yeah, yeah. Giving each other support and yeah. working together, right. On the ultimate goal of like, you know, that once you start giving and once you share and once you spread the love, eventually karma will happen where something in return will happen. And this is a very interesting industry that we live in, like me, you, and all the other people in the SEO world, but no one could really understand it. Right? Like <laughs> business owners don't get it because they're like, they're in it for profit, right? Margin or return. But for us, it's all about the passion, right? Like, yeah. You know, we, we actually enjoy what we do. So growing up, um, did you ever imagine like wanting to do what you're doing? Like growing up, did you have a dream of like what, what you wanted to do growing up? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was always related to either music, movies, uh, genre entertainment, like books or whatever. It, but I was always fascinated. I didn't realize how fascinated I was by the marketing campaigns behind everything. Like, you know, even when I'd read through you know, the old local newspapers, I would just comb over just movie ads. Like just when you get to the movie section or I'd look through the yellow pages at things. Like I was just always fascinated by uh, advertisements and maybe I was born in the wrong decade, maybe even the wrong, like five decades removed. Uh, maybe it would have been fun to work in an ad agency just on copy and imagery back in, you know, in the 60s or 70s. So with, with a bunch of people and just come up with taglines, which I mean, that's basically what we're doing in Facebook ads now, so. Yeah. yeah, no, that's awesome. And yeah, because I'm not sure if you realize I, I did work in the agency, you know, Yellow Page, it's not an agency, but a big corporate here in Canada. It's like a monopoly. Yeah. But understanding the whole graphics team and, you know, it was a very large corporation, right? Like they had so many different like segments and I was fortunate enough to do sales and that's how I got into this whole world. But um, it was a lot of fun meeting so many interesting people yeah. in all aspects of their lives, different ages, different specialty. So I learned a ton um, while working at big companies. Um, was there anyone that really stood out to you during this, you know, journey of yours, right, to where you're at today, that really, you can say that is pivotal to where you are today, um, over the last couple of years? Well, back in the two, the late 2000s, uh, I was, you know, coming into my own through the web 2.0 era, which was yeah. all your not HubSpot, but Hub Pages and Squidoo and, and the wiki sites and uh, YouTube, you know, was just getting off the ground. And my teacher, I had a teacher, Don Crowther, like a mentor and a teacher. Uh, and he's the one, he, you know, he was in his middle ages back then, but he's the one that got Twitter. I didn't get Twitter when I was first on it. I, I, I was, I've been on it since 2008, but for the first six months, I was like, I don't understand this. And he's the one that broke it down because he he tested like 80 social platforms back then to their breaking points. And he had all these pseudonyms and fake accounts and just pushed the limit to the red line to see what you could get away with on each one. And then he pulled all the way back and he said, this is how you legitimately put content out into the world and no spinning and no gray hat and no scamming and no black hat links and whatever. Um, even though all that stuff certainly worked back then, uh, he, he did it the way that you could build a legacy and it would last to today. So he, he's still kicking around. He's still, he's more of a high, high end mark, a business consultant. Now he doesn't uh, really focus on, you know, the, the, the granular aspects of, you know, social networks anymore, but he was one of the guys, uh, you know, and obviously we were, but even back then we knew Gary Vaynerchuk as the wine library guy. We had no idea he had become what he is now. He was just the guy that was kind of fun and brash and, yelling at you about different wine uh, labels back then, but he's the one that showed us, you know, YouTube works, just tell stories, be real, you know, and I'm sure the quality of the video back then was not much to write home about. We were just on DV cams back then. So 480 by 640. Um, then as he went through, then, you know, when you get into SEO, then you start, you know, after you get past Neil Patel and, and Brian Dean and all that, then you start to pay attention to the really high end guys like Paul Shapiro and, uh, AJ Cohn and guys that talk about things you've never even thought of or think about the guys that write Python uh, scripts to do things that, you know, we take an hour to do just like wild brainiacs. And so, but formatively back in the day, it was like guys like Don Crowther and Dan Thies for the, on the SEO. And he's the one that wrote the original, one of the original books on SEO. So like the old school guys, but they've 
know, and then in, in the guy that cracked my brain in half in 2013 was um, uh, Marty Weintraub of Aim Clear out of Minnesota. Okay. He's the one that crystallized integrated marketing, Facebook ads, Google ads, PR, content, SEO, links, buying link, like everything, just putting it into one, uh, you know, just bringing all the branches of the marketing department together, working in, in harmony and just, you know, so you can just dominate. And I to, still to this day, I, you know, I wish he'd write another book or, or something. The only way you can go now is to one of his live workshops. So. It's probably worth it. It's probably yeah. worth a million dollars, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. especially uh, with what's going on today, like how segregated every platform is with different, you know, it's, it's crazy how many different platforms there are coming, coming out daily, right? Um, so any challenges that you faced over the last couple of years um, that you can share? Because some of our audience members are just starting off, right? They're new to entrepreneurship. Um, and maybe you've been doing it for a little bit longer than they have, but can you share some of the things that kind of you overcame uh, what, what pushed you over the edge and really like got you to where you are? I would say when you're starting off, don't necessarily work for friends businesses, but work for, I mean, you're going to have to take the small gigs, but maybe do it with uh, someone you don't know. Like they're, they're a successful business person, they, you know, you're going to start out, you're going to grind out and figure, you're, you're going to learn on the job and you're going to do little gigs for them and they'll pay you, but there'll be less uh, expectations if they're not your friend and it's just a straight up business agreement. So you will have to take the small paying jobs, but just don't do the small paying jobs for, uh, for your friends. Um, one of my biggest setbacks was in 2019, I had two clients completely run out of, um, money for because content marketing campaigns are long and tedious like for, for the first six to nine months so which is why i had to figure out content promotion this year or you know in the last 12 months because people want to see results right away uh but yeah in, in the middle of 2019 i lost two uh, major clients because yeah they, they just flat out ran out of money to pay for extraneous uh the, the marketing you know, they they would focus instead just on google ads or whatever whatever it took like to bring people in the door right away uh, then I got thrown a lifeline by my friend Tyler in Optimist. Uh, they're, they're a uh, content marketing agency, completely remote. They're you know headquartered in Iowa, but they're a complete remote across the world content marketing agency. And they're more like a collective. There's no real manager. He own Tyler Hakes, he owns it, but, um, but uh, it's, it's, yeah, there's 20 of us. And we each have our own area of expertise. So he wanted to bring me on for social thought leadership strategy and content promotion. And this is a weird, there's no real jobs like that. There's no real job description like that. The only other people to talk about content promotion would be the aforementioned Benji at uh, Grow and Convert and Ross Simmons of a uh, foundation in Nova Scotia, who's all about content amplification, distribution, promotion. So, it was, you know, they, they were, they gave me a few test projects and we went through, you know, uh, tier after tier. And then finally they brought me on last October, I think it was. And it's not full time. I, I break up my week between, you know, 40 to 50%. I work with their portfolio clients and um, the other 50% I work one-on-one -on -one with smaller companies, like not giant ones. So where I tend to do way more for the, each of the individual companies. Whereas with uh, Optimist, I'm just uh working on the social side of things. They, like someone else might perform the keyword research, do the evergreen content stuff, like this, you know, the, the ultimate guides and everything else that has to be there. And I'm the one that comes up with the, uh, the hot takes and the, uh, the more thought leadership stuff that will spark interest uh, right now. And they may not be so keyword focused. And then when we're promoting those, you know, we're focused on uh, what might work well on a subreddit or Hacker News or in a Facebook group like, like now. So my, my priority is to get eyeballs uh, onto your content tomorrow while we wait for the SEO and the you know, domain authority and everything else to start increasing over time. So That's amazing, man. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like, have you run into any mistakes over the years? Because obviously, you know, you, you had two big clients last year, right? That kind of yeah. left because they had ran all money. Do you regret just 
focusing all your efforts on big clients or would you rather like go after the small medium size and then spread out your wings? Well, what I'm now looking at doing is I'm going to launch a whole just content promotion arm. Like I'm going to double, triple down on it. I think I might occasionally once in a while, I think I rank for content promotion services right now on the first page, but it doesn't explain properly what I do. I'm going to do it. I got to build a concise landing page for that. Uh, but I'm thinking of putting together a package. I tend to work best with three, four or five clients who are creating their own expert level content. Like it's rare. Like it's, it's hard to find people like that. Not a lot of people are working on their business and also writing extremely, you know, in-depth content. But when I find those rare unicorns, um, I can put their content in front of the right eyeballs. Like then you can just, you know, they don't have time to do any of that. They don't, you know, other than tweet it out or drop it in, uh, you know, on their LinkedIn page, they don't have time to, you know, spend eight, 10 hours over the month, just blasting it across the internet in front of the right eyes. So I think I see a need for, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of companies out there, ten, you know, tens of thousands of SAS, uh, SaaS companies out there. Um, so there's room for me to, you know, in, in you know, a few of them to slot in this exp- this weird expertise I gain where, you know, I'll, you know, you, you produce the content. I can even do the strategy if you need. I can tell you exactly, you know, the, the, uh, the topics did. I can even tell you the subheaders did on the topics. But once you push publish, we can hit the Quora answers. We can hit the subreddit forms. We can, you know, build up, you know, an awesome audience on Twitter and just blast in front of them later on to be retargeted on Google display and Facebook and all the other platforms, Bing. Um, so I think that's where the ball's moving for me. Like, while I still maintain my, my uh, place at Optimist, yeah, I see this, uh, this new offering with video becoming a huge component, component. Like, can I take your content and break it up? You know, it was, I believe it's been referred to as content splintering. Can I, can I do visual, like video asp- uh, uh, representations of your content and make trailers for it? So I think that's where, I think that's where I'm going in the 2020s. That's awesome yeah. though. At least you, you know your focus, right? And you're yeah. niching down and then you got to figure out like your uh, type of clients that you want to go after. Is it SaaS or is it an industry niche specialty? Because the more refined you are, the easier it is to be a specialist, right? Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Um, in terms of being an owner or consultant, um, what have you learned versus working for a corporate? What's the uh, major differences? I find in corporate people would not be clear, even though they're supposed to be, you know, business communication or whatever. I find people are not clear about their intentions or what they expect, mm. their, their scope of work. Mm. Uh, so I've learned in my proposals even to be extra granular in my proposals about this is what month one is going to look like. This is what yeah. month three to five is going to look like. And in month six, we're going to sit down and, you know, we'll have our monthly calls, but on month six, we'll really sit down and, ha- you know, see where, you know, should we continue down this course? So communication, communication, communication. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, you learn a lot of things because I, I did work in corporate and yeah. I knew what not to do. <laughs> so, so right? what, did, what, and then you yeah. do it yourself. What was your, so when you transitioned out of uh, corporate, what was your, first of all, was a culture shock when you left corporate? Well, because I've always had some side hustles all the time. And it was more like, I just wanted to see if I had something, right? So I was always sales and marketing. So it wasn't hard for me to get new clients. It was more about delivering. Now I had to figure out how to rank them, right? Figure out what the hell SEO is. So it's a little bit different. I went in as a salesperson, a relationship builder, right? Someone that actually wanted to help someone and, um, you know, and I did something about it because there's thousands of salespeople out there, hundreds of thousands. How many of them could be really successful entrepreneurs if they actually put their mind to it? Probably a, a lot because yeah. they already have that skill set. But do they have that will and desire to actually do something about it? That's the other difference, right? Yeah. Um, so that's awesome to hear. Regarding like technology, I know we're in the SEO space yeah. um, and it's always changing and there's always different social networks and different software that you're using. Um, has that helped you in any way? Like, uh, because I know in the last five years, like every three or six months, we always revi- revisit our stack. 
of tools. Yeah. And you have to, right? Because in this industry, it's always changing, evolving. It's always, it gets dated after a year, right? Yeah. So w- what do you typically do um, for your, your, your company? Well, it's, uh, it's been a dream for the last five years being a paperless uh, company. The only piece of paper I've had to print out uh, was a W Ben form as a Canadian working for a um, American, co- you know, as a subcontract to American companies and with the taxes and all that. That's the only piece of paper I've physically printed out, scanned and signed and whatever. And there's probably a way around that. You don't even have to do that. Um, no, I mean, Google, Google sheets, you know, I, I don't actually, I don't use a CRM, but I, but you know, but there are amazing uh, Google doc templates that people have, you know, built up over the years, uh, all the way to all the, like your, your content research, uh, hrefs is what I use. I started off with SEMrush. SEMrush I, I, I was a devout SEMrush user for, uh, for years, but the, the guys in traffic think tank, you know, like, well, if you can only use <laughs> one, you should really consider. Uh, and then finally, you know, I, I met Tim at the, uh, yeah, I met Tim Silla at the, at in Philadelphia at the traffic think tank live. Um, and I feel Ahrefs was so good that I feel the $99 tier is an advertisement for the $179 tier. You're like, ah, man, if I just unlock these next, you know, uh, uh, levels, um, fresh, you know, to keep a Canadian fresh books for, uh, for all accounting and <laughs> invoicing and keeping track of all that expenses. And they, they continually improve that. Um, for all graphical and visual elements, I do, I'm stubborn and build from scratch. So I'm an Adobe Creative Cloud, which they keep uh, updated to the second. So I'm a, I've been a subscriber for years to Adobe for video and audio, or video and, and still images, infographics, whatever. And uh, then we you know when you, when you get into the weeds with the SEO, you know, occasionally I have to get my hands dirty and do some SEO audits. Well, then Screaming Frog and Sight Bulb and yeah, yeah. those kind of, you know, bring in those kind of things like Sight Bulb. Uh, Screaming Frog is amazing what it can do. But if you want to go even further, Sight Bulb is, you know, revelation. So, oh, that's awesome. And then I know, I know a lot of listeners don't have a clue what we're talking about because yeah. uh, we're really into the nitty gritty of SEO. Yeah. Um, so unless you're in it, then you know these sites yeah. <laughs> and software. Yes. Apologies to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so now that you, you are working on your own, you know, kind of SaaS software company, um, as well as you're growing out your consulting gig and your company. Um, where do you see yourself in the next five or 10 years? Like, where do you see yourself going, living, doing, um, like, is, is this something that you're following as a, a goal end goal? Um, well, I'm going to stick around in Montreal for a while just because it's so much more affordable than the, uh, despite our, incredibly high tax rates here uh so much more affordable than um toronto and and, and vancouver, vancouver. <laughs> uh my wife is taiwanese so we always talk oh, about nice. uh you know i've been there a few times but we, we always talk about we should start spending eight to twelve weeks a year there and then with the with an eye on maybe longer at some point because it's such a beautiful place and they're definitely keeping up with technology there um I see everything moving. I mean, video, 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 like we've seen how fast a video, especially during these pandemic slash election year, we've seen how fast videos accumulate 500,000 views, like in two hours on Twitter. And and then eventually they get, you know, syndicated onto Facebook and Instagram and, and YouTube and then placed on blog posts. But Twitter is the breaking the breaking thing. So we've seen videos, you know, start at 500,000 and by the end of three days hit like 6 million views. Obviously not everyone does that, but you're happy when your article gets 300 views or whatever, unless you're working for a major publication and you're happy if it, you know, continues to get three, four, 500, a thousand views a month till the end of time. But if you can also port that into a two to eight minute video, preferably two for people, <laughs> two minutes. But, uh, but yeah, if you can port that into something, video is the most portable medium that is out there. It, it, you know, it, it automatically fits on six platforms and then can be embedded on a thousand other platforms. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you can always have the elegant uh, text piece living on at your site. Um, 
with all the graphics and everything else. Uh, you know, your site can be a library and, and keep those, you know, forever. So yeah, I see, I see everything moving towards video. Um, the only problem with videos, you can't scan video. So text always will always win on that regard with your, your subheaders, your chapters and all that. So text will win for a long, long time. You can't scan video and you can't scan audio. And that's where text and bullet points and everything else uh, work out. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then um, aside from business, what is really important to you? Because um, as, as I know, you're married. I'm not sure if you have children. Like in terms of like community, uh, family, impact, um, where do you see yourself going with that? Well, right now it's just the two of us. So uh, uh, for uh, community-wise, well, we, we've fostered 33 cats. <laughs> so oh, wow. no, not at once. It's over like a long, long period of time. We foster, we foster kittens that get uh, abandoned. We have two actual cats here. Um, for community, you know, admittedly, we were a lot more involved in the community uh, in Vancouver. You know, like the working at the uh, the food distro warehouse and. Uh, you know, because my wife's uh, company was heavily involved with that, you know, working at the soup kitchen. I would like to get back to some of that. Uh, my wife is the conscience of our relationship. So she'll, she always finds, uh, you know, ways. Um, by next year, once I've formalized all this content promotion video, like a way to explain it to like your average person, I'd like to start teaching it both, you know, in person, one-on-one, -on -one, not, not in a classroom, like in a school, but, you know, if, you know, we mentor people and then as courses, as books, whatever, uh, I don't have visions of a whole empire, but yeah, I do want to put something out there to, uh, to give people like, you know, there, it's not like everything else. It's all out there on the web. It's not rocket science on how to do it, but everyone gets, um, business owners and people that are starting their micro business. They get frustrated. Like, Oh, you know, I, I, how do I get this out there? Why don't I have uh, 20,000 Instagram followers or whatever? I was like, we all started, you know, person by person, like grinding out those first thousand followers took like three years of hand to hand, like thanking, commenting on posts, like liking things, like whatever. Um, I also, I see people get scattered. Here's 27 ways to do this or that. I was like, just focus on, one or two, like for now, become masters well. of those domains. So if you need to get your business out there, well, where does it belong? If you're not uh, business to business, don't waste your time on LinkedIn. W waste a lot of time on Facebook and Instagram or whatever it is. If you're, yeah. but if you're business, you know, spend a lot of time on Twitter and, and, and LinkedIn and start cracking the code. That's awesome. So, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I really appreciate your time, uh, Jason. It, it was a lot of fun getting to know you. Um, and really just having a, a good conversation about where you're at, where you're going with uh, everything and a fellow Canadian. So I love that more than anything. Yeah. Um, so if you're ever in Toronto, reach out to me. Let me know. Yes. Um, because as you know, we're not flying anywhere anytime no. soon. So <laughs> no, um, we but, but I believe when you drive past Quebec, you have to quarantine for 14 days. Is that still the case yes we i mean we have a bad obviously a bad taint on us right now as the uh we were you know in april or may one of the seven worst epicenters on the planet uh in my city in particular montreal as bad as any city you can imagine as far as like the the per capita uh of covid um so hopefully yes we have we have a nice huge community of friends in toronto so yeah i'd, I'd like that i'd like to you know when i can get back there for another four or five day uh trip to yeah Put some faces to names. I mean, I'm seeing exactly. faces now, but <laughs> when, when, when you'll graciously allow us into your province, uh, yeah. Without waiting 14 days. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm looking um, forward so, to that. So how can some of the listeners get a hold of you, take a look at your website and your business? Um, I'm, uh, I think I have all the massive contents out there. That's massive content with a K. So uh, I think I have them all like Twitter and, and, and Facebook and LinkedIn and uh, and then my name, Jason Tebow, I also, you know, for other, you know, when I was in a different lifetime, I grabbed all those URLs. So I think I am literally LinkedIn slash whatever Jason Tebow. I got the Twitter handle, uh, much to Joe Rogan's friend, Jason Tebow's chagrin out in LA, but we're friends now. We're social internet friends. Um, so yeah, you can either by my name or company name. I, I think I have all the handles. 
Awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. All the show notes will be at the bottom of this uh, podcast. So um, thanks a lot. I really appreciate your time, Jason. And it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So the team will kind of go through the editing process. Yeah. They'll just, whatever. It's probably two or three weeks away. I had a... Um, I had a good discussion with a couple also TTT members, one out in Cody West. I don't know if you know. I've seen his name in there. So like all the time I see his name in there. Yeah. He's a good guy. Like yeah. seems really like young, but like yeah. he's on the ball. Um, but he actually referred me to Nick because like he grew his agency or he really focused on like having a mentor and all that stuff. I kind of have been winging this for seven years. I don't yeah. know if you've seen my company, but local SEO search. Is yeah, I mean, what, by the way, congrats on getting that domain name. Oh, well, seven <laughs> years ago, I was yeah. like, shit, I'm going to focus on local. Yeah. Let's just go with local. <laughs> I don't know, right? Yeah. I didn't know anything about SEO, by the way, right? No. Like for me, it was more, I just was leaving yellow pages and I had yeah. people that wanted to move away from there and I just had to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with the money, right? Yeah. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's been a long journey, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, like Nick Eubanks, he said Q4, he might take on new mentees. So yeah. I might be, a, you know, he might be my mentor because I, I want to grow and scale into the U.S. Like I've never touched U.S. yet. I've only okay. like kind of pushed Canada. Yeah. And, and we're doing okay, I guess, here in Canada. But I see all these other SEO agencies. And I don't know oh, who yeah. they are and what they do. I'm about like on top of the content promotion thing, I'm also going to be launching another landing page just for Twitter ads because there's no such thing as a Twitter mm. ad like guy. There is a thousand pay-per-click and social ad companies who have a 12, a 20th page that says Twitter ads or Quora yeah. ads, but I'm about to launch like 10 extremely in-depth pieces of content and I won't be able to outrank the you know like the ads ad espressos and and pay-per-click heroes and all those pages for a long time but i will be the guy <laughs> and, and, and oh that's awesome man. yeah it's, it's such a weird platform it's nowhere near as elegant as google or facebook you can't build 14 step funnels with it it's a blunt force instrument but it's a three billion dollar a year ecosystem probably because like when when coke has a little bit of budget left they put it on twitter ads after they've exhausted it on tv and everything else so yeah yeah, yeah. no that's awesome man. Yeah. no like i would be interested in talking to you because i don't know if you're still taking on clients or not um but my biggest challenge is to get more awareness yeah but like i don't know if you checked out our site or anything but we have a this podcast i've yeah. been putting together tons of content i've been doing this like weekly it's a lot of work yep same with the website, like tons of work, getting clients or whatever, but I'm not amplifying it properly. Something, there's a disconnect there because it, it feels like, it's not like I've only been doing it for three or six months. No. I've been doing it consistently for many, many years. So there's a gap there. Yeah. And I'm looking for people like you as an expert to really like spearhead or let me know or help me in any way to now that you know me, like I'm yeah. just that average guy. I'm not trying to make it huge or anything, but I'm trying to spread the word and love to help good business owners achieve success with local SEO, but also partner with the right type of people. Yeah. Ones that actually I care about and are good people. Well, there's a, there's like, you know, just for your podcast, there's probably like five or six places that you could just post a link to every week or whatever. Cause I mean, what, you're almost at 200 episodes now. Yeah. Um, so there's probably, I mean, there's probably places like, you know, growth hackers and wherever else that you could just post a link to, because I mean, you are essentially posting long, long form content. It's just audio. It's not, uh, uh and then, um, I don't know, like, uh, your, uh, your site probably has all the pixels on it, right? Probably has the Facebook pixel, the audience pixel and all that on it like local SEO or I have so I I use some earlier this year I was trying to do some uh, social ads yeah. yeah and really it didn't I, I maybe I, I used the wrong company or I have no idea yeah. what I'm doing but maybe that didn't work well yeah so 
I think like maybe maybe what you want to do is like I mean you could play around like you you could build you could build the Twitter list audience list of your ideal because we're all on Twitter every marketer in the universe is on Twitter so you could build like oh this guy's audience might be or you know you could you could just take ten accounts and go it would be nice to have to talk to these communities then you build this list feed it in set up your you know. It takes a while. The, the Twitter ad dashboard is frustrating. It takes four days for it to populate, whereas Facebook is, what, 20 minutes sometimes. And then once it's in there, once that custom audience is in there, it's in there for eternity. So then you just start, you know, take one of your, of like your group of uh, podcasts, take one of your really well-received ones. Like I saw you talk to Joel Klatke, you talked to a few other people that are, their names. Um, and then you just like take out ads and I'm not talking hundreds of dollars, you know, you test it out. Like you set the click rate to like 40 cents or 50 cents, whatever. And just see what happens. Spend 50 bucks, let it run for 14 days. Just like a low, a slow, slow burn. Like, you know, let it run through the audience list and try it again. Like this isn't a thing where you want to spend thousands of dollars. Like you want a, a slow content promotion process. Mm. So um, something like that. I mean, that's one way to do it. There, you know. You, but I can. I'm about to write up uh, the you know what's working in content promotion now. I, I've got the 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 draft of it. You telling me that this might be up in two or three weeks gives me the boost to get my site upgraded. You know, like to, to <laughs> 2020 from 2018. So because I've been working so much with all these other agencies that um, I haven't even posted on there for two years. So. Wow but I have a whole yeah. bunch of the hopper. So yeah. Yeah. Like even myself, I'm working on another yeah. side project of my book. Right. And yeah. it's been six or eight months and yeah. it, it's forever, even though with a ghostwriter and all that stuff, it's like time yeah. and everything takes a long time. Right. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking of like, how do I amplify? How do I get the message out there to impact more people? Yeah. Well, in like, front of more people. Right. I mean, try, I mean, uh, you post on LinkedIn. That's a start. Uh, you can boost. You can boost your posts on LinkedIn. Not, I'm not talking LinkedIn ads. There's ways to boost it there. Let me just put my. You know, I'll, I'll just put my head together on uh, a couple of things for you there. Uh, plus, you'll see what I do when when you post my thing. You'll see what I do. So because <laughs> because I'll, I'll like I say I amplify the amplifiers. So. Um, oh yeah. Because yeah. and whatever you did, like how did you work? or get started with Abacus because that's amazing too, right? Like they, I've seen them around, I've heard yeah. of them and yeah. they're decent size, but were they good people? Like, were they good to work with? Yeah. It's just, I'm getting right now with Optimist, I'm in the absolute best case scenario. These are the best people. I'm okay. just getting a little burnt out working with so many, like with agencies, like I was a little burnt out mm -hmm. with Abacus because it's just so many marketers. Like you, like ideally you want to be the marketer when you're sitting across the table from someone, you're the expert. When you yeah. work with marketing agencies, everyone's the expert. So everyone has an idea. So with Abacus, mm -hmm. uh, how I started was uh, in the summer of 2018, Jeff uh, Gold, uh, the, the, one of the main principals there, he had a 7,000 word post he was about to put out. Mm. We just randomly had emailed each other. I was like, let me market, let me market that post for you. So it was like a $700 experiment and we did it. Like we put it on everywhere. We, you know, we even broke it up into a slide deck. I would not make a 40 slide, a deck slide, uh, slideshow for, for again, I mean, that took like eight hours, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I learned, yeah, it was like, it was fun. Um, anyways. Yeah. So we, we, you know, I just blasted across the net. He got like 800 or a thousand visitors on it. Cause like they weren't getting that kind of traffic on individual blog posts. Yeah. Uh, so that's, and then, you know, like, well, do you want to come on and, you know, would you want to try full time? And I was like, well, I actually lowballed a salary, which they thought was too high. So instead they just took me on month to month. So yeah, we, we, we worked it for like a, a good half year. Mm. What they really needed though, was someone in, cause they're, they're, uh, you know, they're an a office. big agency. They just yeah, need yeah. someone. They need someone. Toronto has so in much house. talent. You have so yeah, much yeah. talent there. They just needed a, like a kid that's like, a junior SEO, junior content marketer, write the blog post, whatever. Don't, you know, don't funnel all this cash to me because it's, you're only going to get one blog, a giant blog post a month. And then I'm going to spend the rest of the time promoting it. 
that'll work after 18 months, but that's not going to work right now. So mm. but yeah, that was, that was fun, but it also made me realize, yeah, <laughs> maybe I want to work more on the content side and on the social side. I mean, there to get someone in the door there, they need someone that's spending 50 grand a month on ads, like to build, yeah. to even warrant their, their, um, their well, overhead, them. right? Yeah. Look how many people insane. are touching it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to be paying them like 10 grand just to manage to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. So whereas I can do it for, you know, on the promotion end, I can do it for about two grand on like, you know, on the content end, you know, like, you know, double that or whatever for a, you know, full thing. If you need someone pump, pumping out eight to 10 articles a month and promoting it and getting links, you need to talk to an agency. I'm not anywhere near your guy. I just keep coming up with new ways to stay small, like a one, two person army here. So that's why Twitter ads becomes an extension of me. Yeah, no, yeah. that makes so, sense, yeah. man. Yeah, It sounds like a lot of fun what you're doing, yeah. man. Um, you know, for me, I, I'm just trying to stay low key, but also help out small little guys, Yeah, which are, you know, the ones that are struggling right now, as you yeah. know, right? Like, yeah. but just have fun with it, man. You, you, you couldn't be in a better city. I mean, you're in the fifth largest city in North America, but I understand you probably, you know, you're kind of burnt out on always, always, always on Ontario, you know, Toronto and greater Toronto. You were like, well, what, what would happen if, uh, cause I only work for American clients right now. And let me tell you that 35% bonus, I call it bonus when you get paid because you're getting paid in, uh, us, uh, US funds. Um, is fun like <laughs> that's 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 like it's great so I, I know you're probably thinking like well what could we do for a new york business that because these guys because all the new york businesses have all been run through by the snake oil seo new york companies so i know because i uh my main i, I had an amazing client from uh in the earlier uh late last year early this year he was a new york service and we were doing video this was my first excursion to video marketing it was all done remote. He had a guy did three camera shoot, like look pro. I went and researched all the questions. These are the questions you need to answer. It was like more like the Marcus Sheridan, they ask yeah, you yeah. answer technique. So they got the videos. I took the videos. I transcribed them. I built blog posts. I built extra graphics out of them. You know, like I did everything. So I did all the content marketing. I learned how to set up, you know, I learned how to optimize YouTube videos, you know, with like descriptions and thumbnails and all that. So I had fun. That was a good learning experience because he was a New York service business, private detective agency, actually. So it was really, yeah. really fun. Um, they got wiped, you know, they got hit the hardest on the planet, you know? Mm. So uh, we, we parted ways in March. He paid my, fi thankfully paid my final invoice. And uh, we didn't get to do our thing for years and years because New York got hundred, yeah. half a million cases of uh, COVID yeah. and lost tens of thousands of people. So yeah, he's recovering. Yeah. So, yeah. no, I, I hear you. It's great that it's 35%, but I also want to take care of my base, which is yeah. Canadians first. Yeah. Yeah. But I know there's a ton of opportunity, right? Yeah. And there's a ton of, if 10 times the size in the States, there's yeah. 10 times the amount of good people out there that yeah. I want to help, right? That's how what's, I look at it. What's your book? What, what's the crux of your book? Um, it's really like, you know, yes, SEO, the journey, but. Yeah. It's maybe like a little bio, but optimize your, your life as well. So um, everything from health to wellness to you name it, right? Yeah. Relationships, business, impact, everything. Well, that's good. So like you, I mean, you're branding and marketing yourself as the people around you already know you're, you're happy, smiling, very pleasant human being. Your book and your videos amplify that. So like, this is a guy I want to work on my business. Like I want him to be my- Well, just my authentic, guy. right? Yeah. Someone that actually, yeah. you know, I'm not a bullshitter. I just want to yeah. help people, good people. Yeah. And I, I don't say anything different. Every message is the same, right? So right. it's consistency as well, but, right. but it takes you, time, right? You inject your personality into it though. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. I mean, if you, if you look at all the uh, conversion rate optimizers, the CRRO crew, which is a whole different tribe, man, those guys are mean. They're like surly. They're, they're brash. Joel, Joel Klecky's the nicest guy out of all those he's guys. He's a nice guy, yeah. Because he's Canadian. But yeah. like when you're talking to Pep and, you know, lot, you know from Conversion XL and those guys, man, they're, 
they're exploding your mind with like their knowledge, but they're just, there's no BS. Like it's just straight in, you know, because they're look, they spend their days just going, change that picture, get rid of that. That text is garbage. Like we got to test this and yeah, blah, yeah, yeah. blah. And they're like, no BS. They're the guys that come in after you've done the work and got all the traffic there in the first place. So I, I argue they couldn't exist without the SEO and paid social guys in the first place, building it up. Cause CRO doesn't even really work until you're getting a couple of thousand visitors a day. Like if, if you're working on a site, that's only getting a thousand, 2000 um, a month conversion rate optimization is not, uh, of not course not. You need to do you're it. not there yet. Yeah. No, unless you're selling private jets, then you only need a few hundred people a month coming in. So exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot. I really yeah. appreciate your time, Jason. It was a lot of fun getting to know you. Yep. Um, hopefully things open up. We'll yeah. actually meet in person. Absolutely. Um, TTT. I, I actually, I don't even, I think I stopped the Slack group, like, because I'm not really like an SEO. -er. No, I'm no. like the yeah. other guy, like the business owner, but I love talking to them because it's all about like, relationships but they're good people like you guys are all great people and that's what's more important to me like getting yeah. to know good people and well i mean there's there's a couple of i mean online geniuses is a little insane because what there's twenty three thousand of us in there now uh we yeah. the optimist gang run the top of the funnel slack group which is just shy of 500 but that's more content oriented yeah um I'm not sure about a paid group. I mean, sure. I, was, I mean, a pay-per-click paid. I, I know there's Facebook groups. I, I just yeah. joined all the uh, like Facebook rock stars and those ones because I'm not an expert in that, but I love to see guys break down how they drop shipped uh, $700,000 worth of product to somewhere. And they got like, you know, 18% margins, things. I just, you know, I just like <laughs> to know about, like I can't do and I wouldn't do, but I love to know about it. So, yeah. 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 No, Anyways. Awesome. Yeah. It's very, very good to meet you. And if you, uh, if you ever allow us Quebecois back across the border, um, if we ever get our act together and fix this, uh, this, uh, you know, get this thing under control or vaccinated or whatever. Um, yeah. It'd be nice to see you. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks a lot, AJ. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Take care. See ya. Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. Please subscribe to local SEO today and tune in to our next episode.